Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. church. Okay, are we clear on that? I'm going to say that one more time because I want to make sure everybody understands what that means. We are a Pentecostal church. We believe in speaking in tongues. But it's not just speaking in tongues. We believe in the healing provided by the Spirit. And there's not a person in this room that is not in need of some healing this morning. Amen? We are in need of healing. We have a body that is breaking down as we speak. The older I get, the worse my body is. And every time I get out of bed, it is snap, crackle, pop, pop, pop. I mean, that's how it is for me now. My body is breaking down. I need healing from the Lord. I just don't need healing in my physical body. I need healing in my emotional body. Amen? Things that have happened to me in my life. We need the Lord in our lives today. And that happens through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's funny because Robert was looking at what to talk about today. And I said, man, Robert, you're going to take my message from me. (laughs) But you did a good job today. And I appreciate him doing that. Good job, Robert. And I want you guys to know this is Pentecost. This is the day that the Holy Ghost was poured upon all flesh in Acts chapter 2. Let's read this together in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Are you ready? Let's pull it up if we can. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You ready? Let's pray first. Jesus, I need you to anoint me today, God, because... I feel your spirit in here, Lord, but God, I know the enemy is laying in wait to distract and disrupt. God, I'm not going to let that happen, Lord. And I know your spirit is not going to allow that to happen. Let your will be done, Father. In your name I pray. Amen. I appreciate Will filling in for me last week. My daughter and uh, Brittany graduated from Thunder Mountain High School last week. And uh, it was just so awesome to see them going with their cap and gown and uh, have the, the people there mispronounce their names. And uh, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> you think they would practice beforehand, but they did not. But it was just wonderful to see that. And my daughter looked at me and she says, Daddy, I'm an adult. You can't tell me what to do anymore. <laughs> well, that quickly changed. <laughs> I said, tell me, how are you putting gas in your car? Oh, Daddy, I love you. I was just joking. I said, Okay. <laughs> Okay, when you pay your own bills, you can do what you want to do, but now you're mine, okay? Give me some tea. Amen. Let's read this verse together. But you, I want you to point to yourself, but you, all right, point to someone around you. Point to somebody, you got it? Does that, does that mean that you have to be a certain color? No, does that mean you have to be male or female? It means everybody, right? There's no, there's no prejudice in gospel. There's no white. There's no black. There's no brown. We are one people. Amen. We are one people. He says, but you shall receive. What's that word? I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. 
When do you receive that power? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria until the end of the earth. Brothers and sisters, what happened on the day of Pentecost? There were 120 people in the upper room. They were timid. They were scared. They were running from the Romans. They didn't know what to do or how to do it. But the Holy Ghost came down and gave them supernatural, godly power. So they had all kinds of authority over the devil. And they were able to worship God, not just through the speaking of other tongues, but through the manifestation of his power. Amen. God dwelt among them. God dwelt in them. And through them, the Holy Spirit was activated. Through them, people were raised from the dead. Did you know that? It says so in scripture. Through them, people were healed. Those who were lame were healed. Amen. Through them, people were saved. Through the things that they did, the entire world was turned upside down. Right? They spread over the entire world in less than 75 years. Books were written about the life of Jesus the world was forever changed by what happened in that upper room. All right, you got your steel-toed shoes on because I'm going to be stepping on some toes today, okay? All right, just to let you know. I want to be clear because I don't want anybody's feelings to get hurt and say, you didn't warn me, okay? But just so that you know, when I step on your toes, I step on my toes too. Here's my question. If God gave them that power to where they were healed, to where they raised from the dead and they changed the world. My question to you this morning is, what happened? What happened to the church? What is that happening today? I've heard it happen in other mission areas in India. I've heard it happen in India. I've heard it happen in the Philippines. But what has happened to the church of God? And I say church of God, not as a denomination, but as a church. What has happened to the church of God in America? Amen. Have we become too compromised? Have we forgotten what God can do? I remember growing up in the 70s and 80s, the power of God would hit a church so strong. We would be there for hours just worshiping and dancing around the altar. Now, if it's 1230, you see half the people go for whatever reason, because they got dinner plans or whatever. Brothers and sisters, where is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost where there's signs and miracles? Amen. Where is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost where people's lives are changed? Amen. Where is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost where people rise up and they're bold? Amen. We're too, I see people are too embarrassed to acknowledge who they are in God. It's really funny because I go to Fred Myers. Who doesn't go to Fred Myers? And I can always tell people who are embarrassed when they meet me. <laughs> they know I'm a pastor. They see me and I say, hey, because I'm like that. My wife's like, you don't have to tell everybody, hey, where everybody can hear you. Not me, man. I'm like, hey, praise God. How are you? Pastor, people will hear you. Pastor, just, you know, praise God, pastor, go away. We've become embarrassed of the gospel, don't we? we? We have forgotten that we have power that is accessible to us. And because of that, we wonder why we don't see the signs and the miracles. 
We wonder why we don't see God move the way that he used to move. And then we go around and we try to find it because there is a desire in our heart. And we go to this church because they say they have it and they really don't. And then we go to this church because they say they have it, but they really don't. I'm going to tell you the church that has it is a church that worships, a church that is on their knees in prayer, a church that is honoring God. Amen. That's a church that has it. We have to get into our hearts that we have been given power. It is not meant for us to walk around with our tails between our legs. No, the Bible calls us more than conquerors. Amen. He calls us more than conquerors over all things that have come against us. We do not walk in defeat. Like we said in the psalm this morning, we walk in victory. Praise God. We walk in victory. Amen. We walk in victory this morning. Praise God. But we don't do it because we are victorious. We do it because he is victorious. Amen. So we're going to talk about Peter this morning. See, before, before Peter got the Holy Ghost, Peter just, I mean, he made all kinds of mistakes. Peter, Peter had a disease called foot and mouth disease. He, he just always would say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Anybody else know someone like that? Don't look at me. <laughs> Mike's over here going, mm, yeah, you. Right? We, we have people, they, and, and we do this. We say the wrong thing at the wrong time, and, you know, you, you try to comfort people, and, boy, we just mess up. See, Peter, when, when Jesus' glory was manifested in Mark and the transfiguration, Peter said, hey, Jesus, and Moses and Elijah were there. Let's build a tabernacle to you, Moses and Elijah. What was he doing? <laughs> you know, he, he just, he didn't know what to do. So he felt like he needed to do something. Remember, it was Peter that when Jesus said he was going to go to the cross, Peter said, no, Jesus, I'm not going to let you do that. And Jesus rebuked him, telling him to have Satan get behind him. Man, that must have been embarrassing. Here he was, the spokesman for the disciples. And Jesus looked at him and said, Satan, get behind me. And that'd be rough. Remember, it was Peter that cut off the ear of the guard. It was Peter who told Jesus, I'll be with you forever. And then he ends up denying him three times. Peter had a problem. He was brash. He was quick to speak. He always said the wrong thing at the wrong time. But then something happened. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost came upon Peter, and Peter changed. Let me explain something to you. For too long, we've made the Holy Ghost about speaking in tongues. Now, it is true, when you have the Holy Ghost, you speak in tongues, but it's more than that. It's more than that. The Holy Ghost tells you when to be quiet. The Holy Ghost does, it convicts you. It does that when you're saved, but it takes on a whole other level when you have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gives you insight and discernment into situations. The Holy Ghost gives you power over the enemy. Amen? Yeah. Did you know? Did you know that through the Holy Ghost, you can cast out demons in his name? Yeah. I was watching the news the other day, and there was a Catholic exorcist on the TV. And he was talking about how they exercise, cast out demons out of people. And, and he said so many things that were wrong. 
And he was saying, well, the demon knows they have to listen to the exorcist because uh, they just have to listen to us. And I'm like, wow, that's not right. <laughs> they don't listen to you. They listen to God. Amen. They don't listen to me. Praise God. And then he says, we, we show them the cross to remind them of Jesus' sacrifice. Listen, it was more than just the cross that gave Jesus power over the enemy. It was also the resurrection. Amen. Listen, we have power in the name of Jesus to cast out demons. Amen. We have power in the name of Jesus to raise the dead. Amen. When Peter received the power of the Holy Ghost, he was walking up to the temple to John and somebody says, hey, can you give me some money? Can you help me out? There's a generation out there calling us right now and say, hey, can you help me out? They don't know what to ask for, so they ask for money. They say, hey, can you help me? Man, this, this world needs Jesus. They're crying out. They don't, they don't understand what they're asking. They're asking for the wrong things, but they're crying out for Jesus. I had a young lady call me this past week. She's from another state. She's coming here. And she says, I just want to know, I'm homosexual. Will your church accept me? I said, yeah, we'll accept you. Well, you can come to our church. Do you mean I won't go to hell? I said, listen, I'm not here to condemn you because the Bible says I'm not condemning. I said, if you get right with God, God will show you what to do. I'm not saying your sin, your, the homosexuality is not a sin. The Bible says it's a sin. But we need to focus on getting you a church. We're going to love you. And she wanted so bad for me to reject her. Amen. She made it so bad to say, I condemn thee in Jesus' name. No, we don't condemn. Jesus didn't condemn. Amen. He says that in John 3, 17. I am not coming to the world to condemn the world, but through me you might have life. Amen. And she began, to, she began to cry on the phone. She, and she, wouldn't, she didn't want me to show emotions, or she didn't want to show me those emotions, because she wanted me so bad for me to just say, no, you're not allowed in my church. I said, oh, no, you are welcome. We will love you. We will embrace you. We will treat you like our sister in the Lord. And she, she couldn't comprehend that, because every church has rejected her. Listen, we don't reject anybody. It doesn't mean we accept their lifestyle. Amen? Because we're going to preach sin. But you tell me in the Bible where homosexuality is more wrong than a lie. Because you can't. A sin is a sin. Amen? A sin is a sin. Amen? There is a world out there that is desperate. They're desperate to hear from us. They're desperate to know something. And Peter and John, they walk up right by this man, and then he's asking for alms because he doesn't have anything because he's broken. Oh, praise God. There's so many people in this world that are broken. There's so many people in this world that are broken. They're broken. They're broken. And they need God. They think that they want money to get something temporary. But we can give them something eternal. Amen. We can give them, oh, hallelujah. We can give them something eternal. So Peter and John, remember, this is the man that everything he said was wrong. This is a man that everything he did was wrong. But he walks up, and the man's asking for money. He says these famous words, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give unto thee. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Woo! Oh, man. I got to tell you, I'm really feeling the Lord this morning. You're going to have to forgive me as I yell and scream a little bit, okay? I know I'm supposed to be quiet, but it's Pentecost Sunday, and the Lord has anointed me to say a word to you. Praise God. So he said, silver and gold have I not, such as I have given to thee. Rise up and walk. We need to look at this world today. 
We need to be the ones that don't confront what they think they need. We need to confront what they need in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sin. Sin has disabled them. Sin has caused them where they cannot walk. Sin has caused them where they cannot give for themselves or provide for themselves. Sin has disabled a generation to where we don't even know the difference between a man and a woman. Did you know that? Now, you have to find out what someone's pronoun, preferred pronoun is before you address them. That's confusing to me. You're a me, thee, them, what? Come on. God made you who you are. You're perfect. God didn't make mistakes. Amen. Why do we feel the need to take rights away from women by allowing men to think that they're women? That's not of God. Ladies need to be cherished and loved. They don't need competition. Amen. Listen, ladies, you don't need some man dressing up like you do. You need to be who you are. And men, we need to be men, okay? We need to be men, all right? If you think that you need to put on a dress, maybe we need to have a talk in the altar, okay? Listen, again, I'm not here to condemn you, but there's something wrong with that, amen? They, we have a world that is disabled. They're disabled in their mind. They're disabled in their thought process. They, God has given them over to reprobate mind, but it is time for the church to, stay, to stand up and say, hey, rise up in the name of Jesus. Rise up in the name of Jesus. And you know what happened when they did that? You know what happened? The man stood up and his bones were healed and he could walk. He could walk, amen? He could walk. Brothers and sisters, we don't need to look at this situation of those brothers and sisters who are not saved. We need to look at what God can do, amen? We need to look at what God can do. And remember, remember lest you forget you came in here broken, amen? You came in here broken. You came in here disabled. You came in here in need of something, and God answered that prayer. Now let us rise up and say to this world, rise up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Peter spoke boldly in the Sanhedrin. Man, today... Christians are afraid to speak out. Do you know why we're afraid to speak out? Because of the attacks that come against us. A couple years ago, I, we tried to host something from the kids here because of COVID. We were trying to host something for the kids where they can come and do their homework. Because a lot of kids don't have access to Wi-Fi, so we wanted to provide them a safe space to come. I never forget this. People of this city attacked me personally and said that I was trying to kill children. They said they hoped the children died to teach me a lesson. They said that they were going to report me to OCS. They were going to call the cops on me. It was very troubling. And it hurt my heart because all I was trying to do is just provide a safe space for the kids. But people got nasty. That was just on social media. Do you guys realize that there's a time coming where they're going to do that in public? 
People are blaming Christians for the actions of the people today. Over the past week, we've had several mass shootings. They're, not, they're blaming Christians for this. You know that? I want you to read the articles. They're blaming Christians. Like, I had anything to do with that. Brothers and sisters, the attacks are coming where they're going to blame us for everything. But this, this is the time that we need to stand up and love, and love, and proclaim the name of Jesus. Amen? Proclaim the name of Jesus. Do you know what would happen if over this year, each of you would just reach one person? Come on. Listen, I'm not talking about trying to build a church because I could care less about that, okay? If there was one person here, I'm still preaching. That's not an invitation to leave. Okay? None of you are allowed to go. I will hunt you down. You think I'm joking. I'm not. Especially you guys and you. Listen, but imagine if each one of you reached somebody. Imagine if you, when is the last time you talked to someone about Jesus, right? When's the last time you had that boldness? Well, well, pastor, I don't know what to say. The Bible talks about he'll give you the words. He'll let you know what to say. Well, pastor, I don't want to mess up. Listen, I am the king of messing up. Okay, if you're around my sermons long enough, you will hear the wrong thing said. Okay, I will say the wrong thing. I will mess up. I will do the wrong thing. And I'm not saying that I'm not a man of God. We're just human, right? Is everybody in here human? Are there any aliens in here today? No, right? We're all human. So we're going to mess up. Okay, but listen, you know what God looks at? God, your words are not going to magically call somebody, oh, I need to be saved. No, it's not that. You're a vessel, and what's going to happen is God himself is going to come down and convict and draw them in. Amen? He's going to draw them in just by you being that vessel. If each one of you reached one and kept them in church, imagine what would happen to Juno. We would have at least 60 more people going to heaven. Amen? Amen. 60 more people going. That's what we're supposed to do. Amen? Peter was bold. See, this is what you're talking about. I don't know what to say. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. This is what they said about Peter and John. Now, when they saw the, what's that word? Boldness. Anybody know what boldness means? Means to be bold. <laughs> I'm a regular Webster's, aren't I? Means to be bold. Ness. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. You don't have to have a doctor's degree in Bible theology to tell people about Jesus. You don't have to have advanced training in the word to talk about Jesus. You know what you need? You need a heart that's tender towards Lord and the unfilling of the Holy Ghost. That's what you need. Amen. That's what you need. And they realize, this is it right here. This is the key verse. This is the point I want to make. And they realize that they have been with Jesus. Amen. See, that's the problem. Some of you don't know what to say because you haven't been with Jesus. There's your toes, right? You haven't been with Jesus. Oh, pastor, come on. I come to church and, and I, I come to prayer meeting. That's not being with Jesus. I mean, it is sort of. 
But there's got to be that intimacy there. When my wife and I want to have a conversation that we don't want anyone else to hear, uh, we'll get in the car and we'll go driving somewhere. And that's where her and I have these heart-to-heart discussions where where eventually I agree with her. (laughs) But until then, I'm going to state my position. I don't know why. I should just agree with her. It saved me a lot of gas money. I mean, right now, because of what's going on, I can't afford to argue with her. I'm just going to say, okay, honey, you're right, right? But man, that's intimate time with my wife because we get to know each other a little bit. I get to realize how wise she is and how much I need to listen to her because she is wise. She really is. See, a lot of people don't listen to what we say to them because they don't see that we've been with Jesus. Oh, come on. They see that we haven't been with Jesus. We need to be with Jesus. Peter was freed from prison. Peter saw the dream from God and went to the house of Cornelius. And they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. Peter was a major figure in Acts. Until... Read it yourself in Acts. It was Peter, Peter, going all the way to Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 12, and all of a sudden you don't hear about Peter anymore. You hear him again in Acts chapter 15, but you, you really don't hear of him anymore. And I was curious about that. So wait a minute, what happened? This was, this was a man of God. This is the guy who walked with Jesus because the shift is towards Paul at that point. What happened? What was going on? And I realized... I realized the verse in Galatians gave me some insight into this. I want to read this to you. Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, this is Paul speaking, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. So I want to kind of set the scene here. Peter had come to Antioch. Antioch is where they first called believers Christians. And there was a mixture of Gentiles and Jewish people. Now at this time, the Jewish people wanted the Gentiles to follow the law. What that meant was they wanted the men to be circumcised. They wanted them to go to sacrifices. They said, if you're going to be a Christian, you have to follow the law. The problem with that is the law does not save you. The law convicts you. The law condemns you. Jesus saves. Amen. We are not under the law. Amen. Praise God that we're not because I would have to sacrifice a cow right here. Wouldn't that be terrible? I would ruin the carpet. Right? It would be hard to get cows up here in Alaska. Well, they're up in Palmer. I'd have to fly one down every Sunday to sacrifice a cow here. That wouldn't be cool, would it? And some of you wouldn't even be allowed in this area. The women weren't allowed in certain parts, right? And the children definitely wouldn't be allowed in there. And so Paul famously exclaimed is that the Gentiles are not under the law. We are under the law of the Holy Spirit because Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit, not the law. Everybody understand that? We are not under the law. Praise God for that. Going on with that verse. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when that came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. 
and the rest of the Jews who played the hypocrite with him so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. That's a powerful word. Paul, who was known for his brashness, he kind of said it like he was. He didn't mince words. He would hurt your feelings. He called Peter a hypocrite. Now remember, Peter really wasn't mentioned in the rest of the Acts. After Acts chapter 15, it was about Paul. Peter wrote at least one of the books of Peter. He, we think he wrote 1 Peter. We're not sure about 2 Peter. Probably was just named that. But he essentially, you just lose sight of him. And, the, and if you read 1 Peter, he addresses it to the Hebrews, not to the Gentiles. Do you know what Peter's problem was? He was walking in both worlds. He was trying to fulfill what being a Jew was with the sacrifice. And then he was also trying to be a Christian. You can't do both. He was trying to follow tradition. Come on now. Some of you know where I'm going with this. He was trying to follow tradition. I have to do this because that's the way we've always done it. But Jesus, God says, behold, I do a new thing. Oh, man, he even said that in the Old Testament. He goes, behold, I will do a new thing. How many like new things? Except when it changes you. Oh, pastor, I want you to do this. Okay, let's do it. Wait, I didn't mean for you to do it with me. I didn't mean for you to, I didn't mean for you to talk about me. I, I, I want you to go over there and deal with them. Well, you're doing the same thing. No, pastor, you deal with them. I'm perfect. I don't want to change. Because as humans, we love our traditions, don't we? We love doing things the old way. And listen, there's, there's nothing wrong with tradition. I might speak against tradition in per se, but when tradition keeps us from a move of God because we want to do it the way we've always done versus the way God says now do it this way, then we're missing something, amen? As a matter of fact, tradition then becomes an idol. Mm. Tradition becomes an idol. Do you, guys, do you know how much God hates idols? Do you know how much God hates idols? We somehow think that if we do it this way, that that's what God wants. Well, sometimes God wants things done differently because he's going in a new direction. Amen? He's going in a new direction. When hymns, when hymns came out in the 20s, people were like, oh no, we can't sing hymns. They sound like bar songs. Now we sing hymns as if that's the only thing we know to do. When praise and worship songs come out, we go, oh, we can't sing praise and worship songs. We're going to have the red back hymnal in front of us. Man, we have a hard time letting go of things, don't we? And that is why Peter faded from you, because he couldn't let go. Brothers and sisters, the church is ineffective today because we're holding on to things that don't matter. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. We're holding on to things that don't matter. And the church gets quiet. Listen, 
If we don't allow the Holy Ghost to move because we have church a certain way, then I'm going to tell you what's happened is God won't feel invited or welcome and his presence will depart from here. And if his presence departs from here, people are not going to get saved. People are not going to be changed. And God will judge us because we are responsible for this generation. We're responsible. Well, pastor, I, I, I like church done a certain way. Let me tell you, this church is not about you. I, I don't mean to step on your toes, okay? I don't mean to step on your toes, but we're not here to serve you. I, my job as a minister, that means I serve, but it is not you that I'm serving. I'm serving an almighty God who tells me and speaks to me, and then I speak to you, amen? Listen, we need to serve God, amen? My question to you this morning is, what are you holding on to? Are you holding on to a culture? Are you holding on to a lifestyle? Are you holding on to a belief system? Are you holding on to what somebody has told you that that's who God is? Too many times we hold on to what somebody said God is rather than finding out ourselves who God is. Amen. I'm telling you, you need to forget what people have told about you, about God, and find out for yourself. Amen. Find out who God is. And then, and then when we do that, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon us. The church is not going to fade from view. Amen. We will be like the church that he talks about where the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Right now, I don't think that's us. I don't see demons quivering about the church. I see them laughing because we're too busy fighting each other. Amen. We're too busy changing churches and getting planted that we don't know what we believe anymore. Ooh, that, was, that kind of hit home, didn't it? We go from church to church because our friends are there having no idea what we believe. Amen. If you go to somewhere because your friends are there, then I'm concerned about you. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to meet God. Amen. I'm here to meet God. Pastor, I'm, I'm imitating someone just so that you know. Not a particular person. Pastor, I just, I just want to feel comfortable. So, I don't have, here it is. I was trying to find my Bible. I would like for you to show me in Scripture where we're supposed to be comfortable. Come on. Show me in Scripture where God says we're going to be comfortable. Paul said, I am pressed down. I am shaken. I am I am in fear of my life. I was despondent, but blessing be to God, he raised me up. Amen. We're going to be uncomfortable sometimes. We're going to go through hard times. Well, pastor, I, I just, I, I feel like that we're going a little crazy. Amen. Praise God. Listen, if you think I'm a weird pastor, congratulations. You, you know who I really am, okay? Listen, I want to be that weird pastor that people talk about, okay? I want to be the weird pastor the other pastors are afraid of, okay? Don't go near that pastor. He's crazy, right? I love that. I love that they talk about me if they talk about me. If they, I don't care if they do or not. I just want to practice the word of God, amen? I want our church to be a church that loves God, amen? I want our church to be a church that is filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with his power, filled with his knowledge, and we change people's lives, amen? When is the last time anybody has raised someone from the dead? Anybody? 
Bueller? When's the last time somebody's been healed? Listen, these are all things that the Word of God promised us. Amen? But you, as they start some music here for me, you've got to be willing to let go of some tradition. Listen, I, again, I'm going to say this emphatically. Not all tradition is bad. But when tradition are, are made up of works, we are not saved by works. We're saved by faith. We're saved by faith. And you know right now, people are dying from drug overdoses. People are dying from alcoholism. People are dying from sin. Young Boys and girls are being physically and sexually abused right now in Juneau. What is the church doing about it? Now get your toes ready. Here I come. What is the church doing about it? Pastor, it's none of my business. It is your business. It is your business. We need to pray these people in the kingdom. We don't need to go beat them over the head with the Bible. We don't need to go to them and tell them they're going to hell. They don't need any of that. They need someone to go up and put their arm around them and say, Jesus loves you. I want to get to know you. I want to be your friend. I want to be there for you. Build a relationship with you. We want to get them into church. We want to get them to know Jesus. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. Hallelujah. Listen, not everybody's going to agree and they're not going to stay and that's fine. God will judge that on the day of judgment. What we need to do is to do our job, amen? We need to love people, amen? How hard is it to love people sometimes, especially when you hug them and they spit in your face? Did you know they spit in Jesus' face? Brothers and sisters, on this day of Pentecost, we need a fresh filling of His Holy Ghost. Oh, praise God. We need a fresh filling of His Holy Ghost. We need, we need a fresh filling of His Holy Ghost. I'm going to ask you pretty bluntly, for those of you who have been filled with the Holy Ghost, when is the last time you spoke in tongues? And if you tell me a long time, then I question your infilling. Listen, I'm just being scriptural here. I can go show you scripture if I want to. We need to speak in tongues. I'm not, we need to speak in tongues. Amen? Now listen, I'm not here to teach you to speak in tongues. Don't misunderstand me. That's a power given by God. But before you can speak in tongues, some of us need to let go of some things, some traditions. Man, this is so heavy in my heart right now. The anointing is on me right now to say these things. I can't describe it. You've got to let go of some things. It's not my job to tell you what that is. Now, I could, but the Lord doesn't want me to do that because He wants you to hear from Him. Right? See, whenever somebody tells me something, I tend not to believe them. Because it's from them, right? 
So when God tells me something, boy, I believe that. We need to let go of some things. What's hindering your relationship with God? You realize that everybody in this room has been called to rise someone from the dead, right? Did you know that? Did you know that you've been called to do that, to rise someone from the dead? I know it seems crazy, right? There was a missionary. He went to a, a village, and he started teaching them the gospel, and he started giving them, give them the, the Bible and their language, and he had to leave. And he came back, and they told him the story of how someone had died in the village, and and they rose him from the dead. He goes, whoa, what happened? What do you mean? I can't believe you did that. And they said, well, what are you talking about? It's in God's word. It's not crazy. Man, we tend to explain things away. Oh, that wasn't meant for our generation. Let me tell you something. We need the gospel. We need the Holy Ghost in this generation now more than ever. You can, you can argue with me on that, and I'm not going to listen to you because I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to show you the evidence. We need the Holy Ghost. When they're trying to plast, I know I told them to start music. I'm just going to keep talking because that's what I do. When they're trying to pass legislation to kill babies outside of the womb, we need Jesus. When, when, when a whole month is dedicated to a lifestyle that God finds abhorrent, and they're promoting it, and even pastors are coming out and endorsing it, we need the Holy Ghost. When we live in a world who doesn't know if they're a he or a she or a they or a them or a what, we need the Holy Ghost. Amen? Yeah. And we live in a world where needles are being given out to help people, not realizing they're making them more addicted and our cities are decaying, then we need the Holy Ghost. Amen? We need the Holy Ghost. I want you to stand with me, please. I'm done. Stand with me. I don't mean to get emotional. I just hurt for this generation. I was at a scholarship ceremony a couple weeks ago. And they gave an award to a young lady because she embodied the ideas of the homosexual lifestyle. And as they were giving her the award, they talked about how proud that they are that parents need to advocate for homosexual children in schools. You know they're teaching homosexuality to kids who are five years old? When I was five years old, I didn't even know if I wanted a cereal or not. We're teaching alternative lifestyles to five-year-olds. Teachers are required to do this. Not because they want to. Brothers and sisters, we need Jesus. Amen. How many want their family saved? How many, how many want their, not just their family saved, but we're talking about changed. How many want to reach one person this year? So, here's my question to you. What are you holding on to? Right now, the Lord is telling you. 
Right now, the, whole, the Lord is beginning to speak to you. What are you holding on to? What is keeping you from walking in the Spirit? See, the Lord and sin cannot coexist. What are you willing to let go? If that's you, I want you to step out of your seat right now and make your way to the altar. Come. What are you willing to let go? The Lord is speaking to you. Come. Come. Just go ahead and kneel there. Kneel if you can. I want you to begin to seek the Lord right now. Let him speak to you. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Come. Come. Don't be embarrassed. I'd rather make things right with God today than face him in the judgment when it's too late. Come. Those of you who are down here, just simply tell the Lord what you need to give up. He's already spoken to you. He's already told you. I don't have to say a word. I want my prayer people, the people that I've designated to pray, to become come right now and begin prayer over them. Right now in the name of Jesus, begin to speak over them. Begin to speak over them life, life, life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep praying, guys. Keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord. Keep seeking the Lord. Let his will be done. Is there anybody else? I'm going to keep asking until it's time. Is there anybody else? It's not too late to come down. It's not too late to come down. We invite you. We invite you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Ask his forgiveness. Ask his forgiveness. Let it go. Let go of that tradition. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let the Lord have his way. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. It's okay to cry. It's okay for people to hear you. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Now, those of you who are out here, I'm going to ask you a question. Do not respond to me unless you mean it. Okay? Because you're not responding to me, you're responding to God. Who is willing to say, Pastor, I'm going to do my best to reach one this year. Amen. I may not succeed, but I'm going to do my best. If that's you, I just simply want you to raise your hand to God and say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to reach one. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen, those of you who came down, look at me. These things that you hold on to, they're habits, okay? You know how hard it is to get rid of a habit? Three weeks, okay? It takes three days to start one and three weeks to get rid of it. Unless it's exercise. It takes a year to exercise to get used to that. Here's what you got to do. Remember what 
God is doing in you. If you fail, get up, okay? If you fall, get up. And then God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. That's coming. God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Remember, those who are going to camp, I need you to meet right here in the front seat just for a few minutes. Richard, go ahead and come up and dismiss us. Brothers and sisters, I love you in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for his move today. Praise God. Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.